Drums, please. Call her a bitch. Wait, that was my bitch. Wait, I didn't know it would end up like this. Wait, she didn't know I end up in the rift. Fuck on the hole, give her a bad return gift. Yeah, my location on. Pull up when I'm home. You can call me phone. When you're under stroke, I'ma pay the toll. I don't pay for pussy. I don't pay for hoes. I ain't going broke. Girl, play yourself. Play yourself, give me mental health. You can't slay yourself. Take off my Louis Bell, bringing up my past. Like that's gonna help. I could pay ourselves. I got plenty wealth. Girl, don't play yourself. Give me mental health. You can't slay yourself. Take off my Louis Bell, bringing up my past. Like that's gonna help. I could pay ourselves. I got plenty wealth. Hey man, say man, what it is, what it do, what's poppin'? It's your boy Marquise Q in the building. Hey, what's good in the hood? It's your boy Raider Rashawn. And it's your boy Easy E coming to you again with another broken record. How y'all doing, fellas? Hey man, say man. It's a good day to be in the neighborhood, man. It's a better one when you own the neighborhood. So that's all I'ma say. Sheesh. Definitely. Well, what y'all boys been on on tap as of lately? You know, we got a lot of good music that's been dropping. Um, we already did a couple broken records already. We gave the people the off season, we gave the people pop smoke, uh, shoot for the stars, ain't for the moon. So, this is this is gonna be different. I'm gonna let the people know, nah, this ain't this ain't one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely. Hey, we had to, you know what I'm saying? Look, we we reach a, a wide variety of music, you know what I'm saying? So, some things people like, other people don't, you know what I'm saying? And it's, I feel like it's it's good to to listen to other things, refresh your paddle a bit. One thing about Wave 8 is that we always going to be tapping in, no matter the genre, no matter the artist. You know what I'm saying? We always looking for a good sound. We want to make sure we can share it with the neighborhood. You know, I feel honored to say that I was able to share this project with my uh, my good brothers here. <laughs> go on, go on, name it. So you decided going. Hey, OPA, you, you want to come out here? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes, well, man. Today, bruh. I don't think I've been this excited to talk about Broken Record because it's just it's just different than our usual palette, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not saying what we got is bad, but you know, it's always good to try something different. Who said that? Nobody said, I said, I'm not saying that it's bad, but it's always good to try something different. <laughs> Definitely, I feel I feel that. I was able to share with my good brothers, Pierre Bourne's latest project, The Life of Pierre Four. What album? What album? Yo, shot Bruh. up that shit, ain't it? No, I was just about, I was just about to say something. Chill, cute. Okay. Okay, okay. I was clapping. Ain't nobody else clapping, so. Bruh, I just want to say, I probably wouldn't have listened to this project if it wasn't for you, Eric. I will. I'm. A, I'm. I'm definitely give you that. Damn. But I'm I mean, definitely glad that I listened to it. Like, Eric, me and you already, me and you already had a conversation uh, yesterday about it. So. But, we are gonna tap into that later, but I I definitely enjoyed it. I can't say I did. Q. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, pretty much what Sean said. Like, if you want for you, I want to listen to it. But now that I, <laughs> <laughs> but now that I have listened to, it, I'm glad I did. And not just that I listened to like this album. I'm I'm glad I did a little bit more research on on, on Pierre Bourne as a individual, not just the artist. 
Uh, he's a pretty down-to-earth kind of guy. Like, I was watching uh, one of the many links that Eric sent us in preparation for this broken record. As he already mentioned, he was pretty excited for it. So, he wanted us to be the most prepared as him. I don't think we're more, I don't think we're as prepared as Eric for this, but he wanted us to be somewhat close to as prepared he was for it. But, uh, yeah, uh, just look, just looking at him as an individual, looking at his like his whole discography, um, his upbringing, uh, South Carolina native. Uh, we just did some research on that a couple seconds before we actually started this podcast to make sure we fact checking because you know we don't tell no lies out here. But <laughs> Colombian South Carolina native also claims Queens, New York as well. So uh, yeah, just look, just learn about him as an individual, his upbringing, uh, what got him into the music industry, what got him into producing rapping all that uh encompasses so like like sean said like if it weren't for you eric it wouldn't happen but i'm glad it did man let me tell you a little story because i just knew pierre born as just a producer but um i knew this dude we were roommates shout out to you you know who you are his name is jadik he's from new york as well he was always telling me hey like he wanted to be a producer as well so he was always telling me yo you got to listen to pierre born like he's next up blah 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 and i was listening to him and i was like this shit sucks. Like, this is not good at all. No. Like, listen, listen, but then I put my headphones in. I locked in. You know what I'm saying? I strapped in. And I actually listened to what this man was talking about. Because oh, roller coaster, ain't it? Because <laughs> <laughs> the production is always going to be there. You know what I'm saying? But when you actually take the time to figure out where somebody's coming from and, like, what they're trying to say, like, I feel like that's where you get a whole new experience. That's where music goes from enjoyable to relatable. And that's what Pierre has been ever since I started listening to him. The first song I listened to him was awesome. It was like one of his little, I don't even know if it was on one of his old projects. It might've been on a Life of Pierre project a long time ago that he dropped. Those were just usually mixtapes. That was the first song I heard by him. And ever since then, I've been a constant fan. Like I've been there for Dial It when he basically produced all of Cardi's catalog or Trippy Reds, like all those guys. Like I've been along for the ride and I'm extremely glad that he was able to put out this as a full album available on all streaming platforms. Word, word. Yeah, Eric, I really like how you're giving us a background of who Pierre Bourne is, how you got put on to him, and who he's done work for, because I feel like a lot of people know Pierre Bourne as, like, a household name, but they don't really know, like, all the ins and outs of who Pierre is, like, his upbringing and whatnot, so I feel like we need to give a little bit of due diligence and give, like, a little, uh, the people a little bit more background of who Pierre Bourne is before we actually got, got dive into the album, because I feel like a lot of people probably don't even know that he actually raps you know what i'm saying like i feel like a lot of people know him as pierre de born the producer instead of pierre de born uh, you know the rapper definitely and that's usually i'm not gonna that's usually how most of these kind of artists start out like everybody's attached to music the first thing you go to is writing and then you know most people when they have the ability to they sync off and do production and stuff like that but um pierre he was a uh, grew up rapping you know he used to keep uh journals where he would write his hooks and whatnot um, if you watch the Genius interview, he tells you a little funny story about how his mom would throw him away. And he was like, damn, I had some like real five verses in there. You just throw him away and stuff like that. But um, he really kind of honed in on himself whenever he was in Columbia. You know, that's where he really kind of made a name for himself. And then he was able to go to Queens. And then from there, he kind of took off. He eventually found himself in Atlantic working at Epic uh, Records. I believe that's what it's called. It's a studio where he was serving as an engineer. And he was hoping that'd be a backdoor loop into him actually getting into the rap industry, like as an actual rapper. It never really paid off, however. He was able to form a real strong connection. They were young nudie. So whenever he wasn't on uh, records time, he would bring nudie in and they would really collab from there. Like you probably recognize nudie and Pierre collabs like all across like Apple Music and whatnot from Sunflower Seeds, the previous tracks that they had before that. 
Nudie was really the one that encouraged him to like basically stop doing the engineering stuff and really hop into the rap game. Like he recognized the talent was there. Uh, Pierre had actually featured on some of Nudie's projects before. Pierre recognized that he wasn't gonna get that opportunity with Epic Records. And then he had took that leap of faith and he began dropping his own music. And from there, it's really just kind of been on the up and up for him. He still serves as a producer on most projects. Like, but it, when it comes to the rapping, he's not afraid to kind of give in and give his own sound. When he evolves and gets his point to uh, the life of Pierre Four. He really gets personal and I feel like we're able to really see that growth and the struggle and like really just who Pierre Bourne is now because I feel like we only know him by his tag. Hey, yo, Pierre, can you come out here from the Jamie Foxx show? But there are layers to it. There's so much more to it. And I feel like, I don't know, you could say I'm getting a lot more out of this album than what I'm supposed to, but I'm really not because I did my homework. But it's just, it's just levels to it. Yeah, Eric, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm definitely glad that you brought this project up because I feel like I knew who Pierre Bourne was, but being that we like we could like preparing for this broken record, I like went back and looked at some stuff. I really didn't know Pierre. Like I really didn't know his story. Yeah. Like I, I I read an article. I think it was a a Pitchfork article actually. They was talking about like how he uh, well when he was in South Carolina, he was just like working at Walmart. I think working at Target. And I was like, she that that hit a that hit a, a soft spot when I seen Target. I was like, she. So like, I might need to connect, tap tap in with this man for real. Let me see what see what he's talking about. The real niggas then, at Target. Definitely. And then he was like, uh, I can't remember who, but it was somebody like brought up like taking an engineering course, like for engineering music, since he was always like making music and making beats or whatever. So when he went to Atlanta, uh, I think it was like the SAE Institute or something like that. Mm-hmm. But he went to Atlanta and like I, I think it was like a nine-month course. And I think like uh they, they were saying like Pierre was under the assumption that they had dorms, but they didn't have no dorms there. So Pierre like lived out of his car for like a short period of time and was like doing mixing sessions like out of his SUV like for bread. You know what I'm saying? Like seeing stuff like that, I was like, dang, like he really was out here getting it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's something that you don't even think about when you hear like Pierre Bourne. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I'm saying. I be telling people all the time like it's really about your work ethic. People be saying that, bro, he not even that hard, but like bro, really he he really just outworking you. Bro, I feel like, I, like you kind of touched on yourself with him working at Target or whatnot. But like Pierre, like I feel like what Pierre is rapping about is stuff that we can relate to. Like whether it be just grinding, like Sean, like I already know how hard you work, Q. I watched how hard you work to become the person that you are now. Like even on my own journey, bro, I can hear Pierre throughout this music speaking to something that can attribute to each and every one of our lives. And I just think, you know, we kind of see that in other artists, like you know Kendrick and Drake. Like they always had that relatable aspect, but. Seeing someone like Pierre Bourne, knowing that he was touched down in Columbia, South Carolina, bro, it's really just, it's just kind of refreshing and nice to see something familiar to your ears and a struggle that you're able to kind of like relate to in a way. And that is just, it's just amazing, honestly. I agree 100% of what both Brother McClam and Brother Rupert have said so far. And like Eric was saying, uh, it's just like a different relatable aspect. And like Sean was just saying just now, with like just the grind, like the hustle to actually like get to where you're going. And then the Genius interview that uh, Eric shared with us, like, he was pretty much explaining, like, his whole work ethic and, like, how he really wanted to get to where he wanted to get to. And, like, he didn't really take no, well, I'm not going to say really, he didn't take no for answer at all. And um, just to give a little bit more background about Pierre, uh, he's a Belizean American, if I'm, you know, pronouncing uh, the name correct. He's from Belize. And anybody knows um, people from Belize, like they're hard workers. Like that's something that's just in their genes. No matter what they're doing, like there's going to be a hard worker, whatever they do. So to hear, to see that, that kind of work ethic put into like music 
and like to see that he really wanted to like get off the ground with his shit and I kind of like kind of resonated a little bit with like how he was um talking about his whole I'm not gonna say stereotypical but like, we all know like most stereotypical stories like rappers are in school they either don't go to school or like they just drop out of school altogether in the middle so to kind of have that kind of background like how he actually like got into like producing because he said he was going to school for music and his logic it was kind of funny how he was playing he said bruh like my people were mad at me for going to school for dropping out of school to make music but they sent me to school for music so if i'm just <laughs> dropping out and do what i really want to do like what's the issue if i'm still doing what i really want to do bro <laughs> yeah so eric can you uh i know you can probably like you know talk more about how pierre like uh, got his going like how he went from like being a rapper to a producer and not kind of doing both in a similar capacity but what do you appreciate more about pierre born like his rapping ability or his like beat making ability or production i think it's honestly the production like it's like Sean had, uh we were texting earlier about it but like it's just an overwhelming advantage that he has on his contemporaries i like i don't know like you guys probably noticed but this whole project if you play it from beginning to end and i'm just talking about the standard version now the deluxe is something, and it's just an entire diff, entirely different beast. But that entire original project, it's like no skips. Like, you won't even know a song is transitioning just because of how well he built that in. And it, it's to the point where some of these songs transition to completely other songs from completely different artists. Like, I told Sean, if he plays This Ain't Love by Gibeon and then plays Speed Dial right after that, that transition is immaculate. I, I've never seen anything like that before. So I think it's, that's just an overwhelming advantage that he has on this project. However, his lyrics... Those, they can't be slept on either though because you you're not just gonna like if you have a concert like he had with genius you're not just gonna sit there and hum the instrumental like pierre is actually rapping and i think that's that's probably one of the things that actually has me hooked because i can see that he can do both but you see where the advantage is actually leaning towards with the production but do not sleep on these lyrics here and just to kind of because we are we already mentioned like how we really got into like in the industry off his like his beat making and i think we already said that nudie and him um he had like a lot of hand in like nudie's project and I was listening to one of the songs that I guess people really started fucking with him with was a uh, Pissy Pamper with a uh, Cardi and a uh, um, Nudie as well. And I just think that I just go back to like thinking about what you just said, Eric, about you don't even like know like when the song is changing. Like you probably have to like look at the album, like while you're like listening to the album and like see like, okay, this is the next song. This is what this song is called. Because honestly, my first take on it while I was like riding in the car. I thought it was just like one really long song. Like that's the best way I can describe the album. Just one really definitely, long. yeah. <laughs> but and I, I'm not gonna lie. I was expecting Playboy Cardi or Uzi just to hop out of nowhere and like just come spitting the verse off of the beat. But I kind of have to give him credit too. Another respect of his um of how he carries himself. He explained that he doesn't want any features on his albums titled this like the life of Pierre like one through four or four continue on or whatever because he says that this is something that I want to do. Like, a lot of people don't know me as being like the rapper. A lot of people know me as like being the AO on Pierre, you want to come out here type of nigga, but my bars are like here. So for me to invite you into like my album, where is my world, I'm pretty much inviting you to my life. Is a lot of niggas don't know my life. A lot of niggas don't know me for being like the rapper or still continue to do the rap thing, even though my beats will make me who I am. Like the life of Pierre will always be self-titled uh pretty much albums always gonna like, just have me on it except for his like his earlier ones that got features on it but he said from here on out like the life of pierre would just be me but everything else i do like i can have people on there but that's mine like that's that's my self-titled shit that's my baby 
I'm glad you tapped in. That's that's a really good nugget right there because um, I, like this makes sense. Like the life of Pierre, like it wouldn't make any sense for someone else to tell you a story. No one else can tell it better than you. And it's uh, funny that you had mentioned that Playboy Cardi thing. Um, and we'll actually tap into that a little bit later. But um, Cardi was actually supposed to be featured on one of the tracks here. The track was called Juice. Um, what Pierre usually does, he always leaks his video, like leaks some of the songs. Or most most of the time, people are trying to leak it for him because he's just one of those artists. He's in that same category with playboy Cardi, where people are just constantly fiending for his music but um he actually uh put one on live instagram live and leaked a version of juice that had cardi on it and um he actually just removed it you know for the reason that you just stated though bruh i also want to say bruh uh q kind of alluded to this earlier but i listened to this i was driving to florence so i was on the way back to the city and i was listening to this project you know Bruh. And maybe, yeah, of course, you know, already know. Shout out 32. You already know what's going on. But I feel like I shouldn't have listened to it on in the car, like my first like initial listen. Like to be honest, because this is my first time hearing this project. I don't know if anybody else is the same, but this is my first time hearing this project. But Q and Eric know, like, they know how, bruh. We just like production. Like we like we'll be at the bro. It'd have been times we're not at the crib. We were just listening to instrumentals on YouTube, bro. Like so, if it's if the beat hard, we'll listen to it. So with me, bro, my first time listening to this, I honestly got lost in the production, bro. Like mm-hmm. the the transitions in this project, bro, is probably some of the best transition I've heard in a body of work, probably ever. Executed that well, yeah. No cap. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm bro, I'm not afraid to say that. Like the every song transition, and not saying that no other artist has done that. Several artists have done that before. Drake has done that before. Cole has done it before. Even Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? Like, multiple artists do that. But I feel like it's different when the artist and the producer is the same person. Like, Come on. It, gives, it gives it that different effect. And going back and listening to it, uh, like, another time, uh, I listened to it three times in total. Going back and listening to it that second time, I really was – I really – didn't know that Pierre was that melodic. Like, cause honestly, the some of the melodies that he was doing on the beats, I wouldn't that's not really the melody I was thinking that was gonna be on that beat. But then when I hear it, like how he like is tapping in and out of the pockets, I'm like, okay, I get this this sound. Like to be honest, bro, he got a sound. Like all of Pierre Born beats pretty much sound, they sound similar, but it's a it's a very specific sound. And I think some producers probably, you know what I'm saying? Hey, some producers can they 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 definitely probably take some inspiration from Pierre. I mean, we gotta we gotta remember to include him in the top producer conversation because he's still up there. Yeah, definitely. I think it. I just wanna. Well, let me go ask this question. Do you guys think? Because Sean pretty much touched on it what last bit he was saying about how. Um, if it's the artist and the producer, like pretty much on the same track producing the music, and it's just the ones, it's the same person, like it gives that much more uh, appreciation. Like it's just that much more impressive. But do y'all think, like in this generation now, or like this new age of music that we're transitioning into, or that we're currently in, do you think it's more of a wave to be your producer and your um the lyricist of your own work too? Because we see other artists like Blast, like he produces most of his joint and he like writes the songs for it. Um, Kanye West, we already have a glimpse of how his production and rapping skills are. So, like, do you think that's just like a new wave of like what's happening like now in this new age of music, like where the rapper and the producer is just the same person? 
I think that the newer artists are, or the artists in the generation that are doing that are recognizing the advantage that it has in it because no one understands your sound better than you. Like your producer and your engineers, like they're supposed to replicate what you're hearing in your head, but for you to actually be the one that puts that together, I feel like that's what gives you the advantage. So I do think that it's gonna become a wave um, or that it is becoming the wave, but it's just a hard skill to obtain. Like you see like Cole is still trying to tap into it as well and like other artists like that. But I think, I think it's, a, I think it's just a rare skill that some artists have. You know, I'm not saying Pierre is like at the top of the list, but his production is so amazing that like, it really just heightens up where his lyrics at, you know, same with Blast and like Kanye West, obviously and stuff like that. But I do think it'll be a new wave for certain artists that have that ability. What do you think, Sean? Yeah, I definitely do. If anything, I feel like it gives kind of the producers the their time to shine. You know what I'm saying? Because if if we're being honest, producers probably are producers are the the offensive lineman or the defensive line of uh, of the game. If we're being honest, but they're the most important part. They got the beat. Like any artist can have any idea, but they need that beat to bring it to life. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I think looking back, like we probably it's probably a lot of producers that want to. If you're thinking about it, if anybody that's gonna make a beat and be making multiple beats, I'm pretty sure they've tried to do something on that beat. It's not like they're just gonna make it for no reason. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's a that's an art in its own way. So if if you can make a beat, then I'm pretty sure you can make something that's gonna sound good on the beat if you made it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I really feel like. I feel like it's it gives that no producer that shine. Like to be honest, if it wasn't this wave, it would be a lot more producers that's just making beats. Like what if Kanye would have just kept making beats, bro? Right. Like think about that. You know what I'm saying? Like people gotta look at it like that. But if you're just an artist and you don't know nothing about making no beats, you don't need to just start making beats because your stuff will be garbage. So <laughs> you really just gotta have the. You know what I'm saying? If you got it, then do it. But so you, if you so don't you got it, then get somebody that can do it. So you're saying it's probably better for a producer to start rapping than a rapper to start making beats? Yeah, in the long run. I'm not saying that somebody that can be an artist can just start making beats and it's going to be garbage. I mean, cause it, pro it probably, if you work at anything long enough, you'll get pretty good at it. But if you are, like, say you're a rapper and you your rapping ability is way better than your beat making ability, and you're going to try to just put your fire-ass bars over some garbage beat, then the song gonna be garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's the best way to put it, honestly. But I would say the only reason I ask you that because I honestly believe that a producer like looks at like the whole game plan, but like a rapper just looks at just getting the bars off. But a producer is kind of like the jack of all trades in my in you know in my respect or like what I'm thinking. But I look at people like Metro Boomin that tried to rap initially. They said, "I right, I can't rap, so let me just make beats." So. He's kind of like that special case where, like, he went the other way. He started rapping, realized he couldn't rap, and then went to make the beat making. So it really just depends on the individual, like, what you really want to do or, like, where you see yourself really being good at. Yeah, they're really the uh, puppet master when you think about it because, um, you know, he realized he couldn't, but he realized, like, who can basically invoke the sound that he's going for, though. Like, him and 21, like, perfect combination. You know, Metro, he's really kind of selective with who he hands out his beats to. So I feel like, in a way, he's able to still kind of get it off. Maybe not in the same way with him rapping, but, like, he's still able to get the message across you know and i have to kind of give another um 
like pat on the back for Pierre Bourne for this because I, I feel this. like I love this like the accolades. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like you know. Oh yeah, I'm gonna give respect with respect, dude. But like you know, I ain't no fake nigga. Like I'm gonna I'm a be <laughs> <laughs> virtual in person on the moon. Like bro, it's me. Nowhere, no matter where I'm at. On the moon. <laughs> but uh, oh, God. I have to really give another uh pat on the back, like Eric was saying, accolade to Pierre Bourne because I feel like in this uh industry, there's like a lot of hidden agendas there's like a lot of unspoken things that happen and pierre Bourne spoke about this in the interview but what i respect about pierre Bourne is that he's never selfish of beats that he has for himself that he uh notices that some other rapper can use because he was using an example that i guess nudie or playboy cardi were like going through his beat catalog and whatnot and they were saying that they like certain beats but these were the same beats that pierre Bourne said they were gonna, he was going to have for the life of pierre four and he was like you know what even though you fucking with this and I'm fucking with it probably more than you, but if you can see this on your album, I'm going to give it to you. He said, I can keep making beats. He said, but I'm not going to hold up another person from seeing potential in my beats and like hold up their, I guess, creative process, like what they want for their album or project or whatever. So I really have to respect that, bro, because I don't feel like, I feel like it may be an unappreciated trait or like a hidden trait that I feel like a lot of people want to have that. Like I feel like if niggas knew that they had a beat they specifically wanted for their album, I'm pretty sure nine times out of ten, they're not gonna share that beat or they're not gonna like let niggas see that they have that beat. But for Pierre to like really open up his catalog to anybody that wants to have it and still be in that mindset, oh, I can just make another beat. But for you, like you my nigga, so like I can see that you really want this, I'm gonna let you have it. Like that's really something I really appreciate, bro. And that's really something that I have to give kudos to him for because like I feel like a lot of niggas not really doing that or not really talking about doing that. Definitely, bro. I mean, and I'm going to say for the holy part, because I know him and Trippy Red, they did get into it because he did try Trippy a little hefty fun and Trippy wasn't feeling that. But I mean, like, it's just the fact that he's still willing and able to at the same time. And then that's the confidence to say, like, oh, I can just go cook up something else. Just give me two hours in the studio. and You know, I'll make magic happen. You know, it's just having that mindset and ability. You know, it's just it's the same hustle mentality like for us. Like, you know, what I'm saying like we can't find a way we're going to make a way. And that's just like I just see so much of that out of this album here. Definitely. Definitely for sure. Hey, but since we since we about to go ahead and talk about the album, we've been hitting around about it. Which uh I really want to know this question for real. Eric, what is your well, what's your top three? Well, I really want to know what's your favorite, like what's your the best song on the on the project? Thirty one songs long. <laughs> the best song on this project. So I did the best song in the top three. So best song. <sighs> So hard. Um, I'll probably have to say Guillotine. I'd probably say that's the best song on this album. Um, but probably top three for me. This is so hard. I don't even have a top three, but um Jeez. I thought you said you was ready. Bro, <laughs> you can't, bro. I was thinking like if you said top ten, I was gonna do that, but okay. top three, top I'll try to ten. <laughs> top ten. <laughs> bro, we never did no top ten or nothing before. <laughs> bro, if y'all wanna do top Thirty-one. We could do that too, but if we if we limit it on time, I get it. So, um, aside from Guillotine, probably Fortune Cookie, uh, Speed Dial, and How High. But that's subject to change in the next three minutes. Well, what about y'all? I, you you I, can take it. Yeah, I about to say I I say Purple Jeans, Guillotine, and How High. The only reason I say it is because when I went through this um album, I was like liking all the songs that I was liking, and when I went back to my like songs on Spotify, those are the top three that I like. So I said, yeah, they must be my top three. If Spotify says that has been my top three, and I was going through it. Yeah, Purple Jeans. I really followed Purple Jeans after Air broke down like lyricism behind that and like the Steve Urkel Family Matters reference. Like that made me appreciate the song a lot more. And then like hearing his background about his family, um, like full circle. 
uh, Guillotine. Um, he talked about that song on multiple interviews and uh, live appearances and whatnot. And how high I fuck with the lyricism behind how high because he pretty much telling the story. And I just I mean y'all know me I like I like my storytelling, but for him to do it on like melodic beats as Rashawn was saying, and just allowing himself to still be on who he is, but also like display his rapping rapping ability. Uh, those are my top three: Purple Jeans, Guillotine, and How High. Solid. That's definitely solid. I think Guillotine, of course. I mean, we just gotta throw that out there. I like Fortune Cookie. I'm I'm gonna throw a, a one out of there. I probably ain't gonna think. I like Baby It's Kids too, bro. Like that's a lot. Hard. <laughs> if I had to say, but, yeah, those top three: Baby Kids, Guillotine, and uh, yeah, Fortune Cookie. If I had to put an honorable mention there, I'd probably put Deja Vu in there. Deja Vu beat is Bruh, no. <laughs> Bruh, you know, Deja Vu is really two songs. Well, you probably didn't. Well, I don't know if you knew that or not, but um, he actually put together two different songs for that. So that whole transition beat there is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Sean, I'm not going to lie. I, <laughs> it was so funny when you asked, because I think this was your first time listening. And he was like, show me where Pierre's amazing lyrics are. And so, you know, just after you listening, now that we're here, like, do you feel like you were able to kind of see what I was referring to? Like, do you see the vision? Bro, to be honest, when I first was listening, I, I told Eric this. I'm going to go ahead and uh, say it because I'm going to say it on air. But when I first listened to this, oh, bro, shit. I was like, <laughs> I wasn't really focused on the lyrics. Like, the lyrics were cool, but I was just like, all right. Like, dang. It really, bro, I, I think I probably said, like, damn, this beat hard, like, probably 20 times to listen to this project. Like, or the transition or whatever. But I definitely can see where Eric coming from. Like he he definitely not talking about nothing. Like I really thought it was he was just gonna be kind of like a a playboy on his beats. And I really that really I mean he can you could probably sense a little bit of that vibe, but I feel like he talk about a little more than Playboy talk about. Am I off with that? But that's just what I think. I can definitely agree that he talk about a lot more than Playboy Cardi talk. About. Definitely. <laughs> Come on, guys. Bro, but Eric, but you gotta you gotta see where I'm coming from. Like, no, no, I definitely I, do. I definitely do. Yeah, I can appreciate. I can appreciate that. And I think when I listened to this initially, I think when the first when I first listened to it the first time, I didn't even finish it. Like I was because I was, I think I was doing something or something. But Jeez. yeah, he. I don't know, bro. He definitely just he did it a different way. I, I definitely wouldn't think that Pierre Bourne had this, like, in his package, like, a, along with the beat maker. I, I definitely feel like he need to continue making beats. And I've seen something where he was, like, he's been working on this project since 2016. Like, so you can tell he, like, pretty much a perfectionist. And if you look at his, like, discography of music, of, like, his catalog of all the beats that he's produced, he really keeps a tight count, bro. Like, he doesn't, like, work with a whole bunch of different artists you know what i'm saying yeah and i think i would like to see him like work with some other artists like or make some beats for a lot of them not just but i feel like he had a he had a different echelon of of a producer you know what i'm saying like you know you know what you're gonna get if you get a beat from a beat pack from him you know what i'm saying so i feel like i feel like he can afford to do that but no i would just like to see him venture out a little bit more and as far as lyrics and making projects we I definitely we definitely need one this year. That's what I'm thinking. Like I feel like he I feel like he got the chance to really I feel like he can really be that that poster child for producer slash artist. Like I really feel that the next one, not let not like he the next Kai or nothing, but I really feel like he got potential to be 
I feel like he got potential to be a better artist than we thought, like by far. Well, at least for me. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think, you know, one of the more inter- interesting things about this project is that this entire genre for this album is completely different than what he's done before. Like, he is usually making some more rap, trap, like more stuff, you know, just the vibe and spoke to. And, you know, just that cool, casual vibe. But for this project right here, he really just wanted to gear in and make something that he thought uh, the women would like as well. Um, he said, and I think it was in that same Genius interview with Rob Markman, that um, he put some stuff on SoundCloud and, you know, he realized that the ladies really like the R&B vibe or whatever. So he said he really wanted to make a project that was kind of for them in a sense, but it'd be enough to still bring in, his, you know, his fan base. And I'm not going to lie, when I had first heard this album, I was like, what is this? You know, it's one of those things where- That's what I said too. That's why I told Rashawn. If you listen to it in the car, if you listen Definitely. to it when you're not focused, you're, you're just not going to get it. You're just going to hear crazy production. Like that's that's one thing about Pierre Bourne. It's always going to be there. It's always going to be something that you hear that's going to catch you off guard. But you have to actually tap in and listen to and understand the lyrics. That way you can appreciate it whenever you are in those car rides because you know what he's saying. It just it just makes it hit a lot more. And I feel like one of the other interesting things about this that kind of distinguishes him from his contemporaries or other like real like rappers that aren't producers is that um and I know because I feel like me and Q were kind of dabbling on this a little bit when we were talking a little bit beforehand. You know, you're not gonna get no crazy Kendrick or Drake or lyrical stuff like that. However, this stuff here is simple and straightforward and it just resonates with you because you're able to just understand that. You don't have to necessarily go through and research. You just need to be able to see it and then it just automatically resonates with you. Like, I know for me, and this is just one of the many songs on there, but in Conspiracy, the verse three, just to skip down a little bit, he was like, when I was down bad, yeah, my mama told me chill. I had no money, man, you don't know how that feel. I had nothing to eat, but I had paid all my bills. I was never worried, yeah, God got a shield. Like if you ain't never struggled before, or if you ain't never that's just spoke to you, Anna. Eric. That's like you're not gonna you're not gonna feel that. Like you're not gonna understand. Like and it's just it's just so many occurrences like that. And whether it be struggling or love or breakup, like you, I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna get off. Eric felt that shit. Eric's doing some spoken word right now. I'm gonna get off. What about the crown? No, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> bruh, Aaron, I do me. gotta ask you this, bro. Yeah. Do you think he will ever be at the level of his like producing ability? Do you think his artistry will ever get to that level or better? Bruh, I'm gonna take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Is all right. No I, mind. Like, I don't. I don't think so. However, I feel like Pierre goes. So here's this. I feel like Pierre would practice or look into doing better productions. I feel like he'll he's just gonna rap and he's just gonna say whatever he feels like he's gonna match the song. Like he's not gonna practice that. He's not gonna work on that element of the crap. So I feel like the production will always be just overwhelming, overwhelmingly stand out. And you'll have to actually listen to what he's saying. So I feel like the lyricism might not actually catch up to where the production is, or the rapping won't catch up. Okay, okay, yeah, we're on the same page. <laughs> Bro, listen, I, I love me some Pierre, but like I'm also aware of the reality of the. The circumstance, but Sean said that shit like, oh, I thought, I thought so, cause I was about to flame your ass for real. No, <laughs> no, I'm like, bro, his, bro, his, his, the way he can blend the melodies and add on like the 808s is not just like a a sloppy beat. You know what I'm saying? Like it's actually like well thought out and like with different sounds, not just with the casual drums, the casual chords. You know what I'm saying? It's different. I think it also kind of. Well, 
Sean pretty much already said it, but like the first initial listen, I wasn't feeling it because I was in the car. I really want to focus on it, but I will say that, and this might be a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. I feel like you have to be in a perfect setting to really appreciate Pierre Bourne's music. Like I was indulging in you know some some cannibal activity, you know, before we hopped on this uh, podcast and uh, what is broken record, and you know I I appreciate a little bit more before I started to really understand what he was saying like listen to the beats and production like listen to the car it's not background music like you can't have it playing the background things gonna slide like, it's not one of those but you have to really whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you can't have it in the background like you can't be having this in the background doing something else and really appreciate yes, you can. It. well all right and uh, not that's, listen that's, to it i'm not gonna listen to it yeah if you trying if this is your first listen don't play it in the background yeah hey that's that's literally what i was saying I was talking for the people. I was talking for my initial listen, what I did wrong, and I'm telling the people what not to do if they want to listen to this initially. Right. I just wanted to clear it up in case somebody wasn't listening. And they was, yeah, right, you straight, you straight, you straight. But yeah. Uh, definitely. Definitely have to focus on this if you're trying to like really grasp like everything that we're trying to ex- explain to y'all about the lyricism, the beat production, the transition, the mixing. And also, I think it kind of, I'm not going to, I'm not afraid to say it, but I feel like he is uh, not crazy Kanye. I'm not I'm, I'm willing to down that hill because he said the, the time he met Kanye, he said that a lot of things that Kanye was complimenting about his music is stuff that he was studying up on Kanye, you know, um, in his upbringing or whatever. I think he said his uncle was the one that put him on the Kanye. Like he was listening to a lot of G Unit um, and some other rappers like that, like some old school, like OG rappers or whatnot. But he said his, his uncle was some the one. Some New York that, shit. Yeah, some New York shit. And his uncle was the one that introduced him to Kanye. And he said ever since then, he's been studying up on Kanye, or like listening to his music, listening to how he makes production and whatnot. And the stories are kind of similar, bro, if you like, if you want to like get real technical about it. Kanye came into the music industry supposed, supposedly supposed to do uh, beat making production for Jay-Z. But Kanye said, no, like I can do that, but I also want to rap alongside with Jay-Z as well. And I think Pierre Bourne kind of had a similar path when he went into his um label. I think his label just strictly wanted him to make beats and whatnot. But uh, Mark, the guy that did the interview with them, gave him credit for like, you're really strong on your, your principles and your morals. And you came into this industry wanting to also make beats, but also wanting to like stick to your lyricism, stick to what you really are passionate about. You know what I'm saying? So in that respect, I feel like they're more similar than different. And that's why I said that, you know, I feel like he is a Kanye, but not the crazy Kanye. Definitely. And well, I think another thing about Pierre too, another accolade, like Pierre is, he's always, I feel like he always gives the fans what they want. Like the only thing that he really didn't give us was the Pissy Pamper Kid Cudi song, which I, I don't know if you guys remember, I told you guys about that song a while ago, but I feel like, you know, it was just some of YouTube links. So it was something easily missed, but like that, if it would have actually dropped on somebody's project, that would have been the song of the year. That's how crazy it was. Like it was just getting so much underground buzz. Like there were so many other renditions of it because people were just dying to hear that song like it was just a crazy project altogether but um that and it also ties into this album altogether because this whole deluxe is essentially you know deluxe is typically a song that don't make the album however in this case the deluxe were songs that were previously leaked that fans were demanding that it didn't show up originally on the uh, standard version of the life of pierre for that he dropped on the deluxe so you, you just don't really see a lot of artists appealing to that nature like you know one of the most one of the things that we've been dying for for the longest time is a drinking not Drake, a J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar project that they've been teasing for how many years is it now? Like 10, I don't know. As long as we listen to music, they've been teasing that project. But, you know, I just appreciate someone like Pierre Bourne, who's, he, he just gives the fans what they want. Like, he's all about, you know, making sure that we can vibe to the same thing they vibe to. He just never holds out. 
Bruh, and I feel like this is the way he carries himself. Like, he doesn't, like, demand no outlandish stuff. <laughs> I kind of wanted to, like, get some more clarification on this story that he has um, about Gummo, like the song with uh, 6 9 that he produced. Mm-hmm. Pretty much explained in the interview how he was re- pretty much riding the Howl Magnolia and how um, 6 9 and his team just did bad business when it came to the production and, like, the release of Gummo. And I honestly can say, bro, like, I mean, you're you are who you are, bro, and I feel like he didn't let his morals fold, no matter how like his stardom like came about, like how like he started like his celebrity status started like be on the rise, like he still, and it's really understandable, like if you think about it, because he said he was still riding the house Magnolia. I guess he didn't want Gummo to like correct me if I'm wrong. I guess he didn't want Gummo to drop the way it dropped at the time it dropped because he's still riding the house on Gummo. He said he was all the way in Australia and whatnot with Drake on tour. But he said that he really didn't have the chance to really take in everything that Magnolia had to offer once Magnolia went crazy. And I guess the way they did is release Gummo and, like, just the ins and outs of all the miscommunication, like, all the back and forth they had about it. And I guess they ended up doing what they originally wanted to do with the song, like, aside from what, you know, Pierre Bourne wanted to do with it. I think, And I say all that to say, bro, like, bro, that's that's not nothing that no down-to-earth person wouldn't want for themselves, bro. Like, I feel like he's not asking nothing outlandish by like you know wanting to go that route, but correct me if I'm wrong if I say anything wrong in that in this whole spiel. Like, Eric, what what did you get out of that situation? Like, what's really like the ins and outs of like what what happened with that? I mean, bro, I feel like you really basically hit it on the head, and I and that's one of the things I remember hearing too. Like when Magnolia came about, like I feel like it didn't have as long as it runs it should have because like I feel like Gummo just came along and it was just so big. So I mean, what you were saying was basically hitting the head, but he's just one of those dudes like. He kind of just like takes it on the chin and keeps moving. Honestly, like I- I'm pretty sure you wasn't a fan of the situation, but Pierre has rarely let anything keep him down in his life. When I mean, he even speaks about that in his music, like he's always able to kind of, I guess, push forward. But I, I definitely agree with what you were saying. When when he initially said, bro, like when he started off like that whole like breakdown of scenario, he said initially when Gummo dropped, I wanted nothing to do with it. I was like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> I'm like God, damn. I said, bro, but weren't you the one that produced the beat? But after he explained like what happened and you know how bad business, like the transaction between you know those those two parties, like I can understand why he felt the way he did. But bro, that's crazy how a hit song made you feel that way. But if you really didn't know the ins and outs of it and like what really happened behind the scenes, like you probably would think that yo Pierre born tripping like that shit hard either way. But bro, it's your it's your craft. It's what you put your heart and soul into. And I'm pretty sure, like, if you start with it, like, you want to see it executed and delivered the way you want to deliver it. And like I said, bro, like, that that really just goes into, like, how much you know that he's passionate about this and how he's not willing to fold for, like, anybody or, like, fold for, like, you know, just the accolades he's been receiving so far. Like, he's still, I feel like, bro, my um, my LB uh, said he went to high school with him or whatnot. And I feel like talking through my LB, like, I'm getting a glimpse of how Pierre Bourne would, like, interact if I was ever meet him. Bro, and, you know, I feel like, like, Pierre is not, like, dumb to the success of it either. Like, he recognized how much of a hit he was. Like, in Double Man, he references ha- made half a mil off a of Skittle. And I might go past some of y'all heads, but, like, the Skittle he's referring to is 6ix9ine. You know, he's always got the colors in his hair. And um, he goes on to say, like, I blew up off my own instrumental. I'm influential. So, I mean, you know, even though it didn't play out in the way that he wanted to, like, the legacy and the impact Pierre has had just off of those two songs alone, like, you, you can't deny, like, the success and like the upward trajectory that his career is probably going to go in. You know, one of the other things I want to tap into as well, I just want to speak on as far as like the genres, like, you know, you do get the rap and peer, you know, you, the lyrics and stuff like that. But I think the parts that really stand out is where he's addressing like the romance that he has with his girls. 
I'm not going to get too deep into it. Um, I do want you guys to be able to enjoy it on your own. But I'll just give you guys a few songs to definitely check out if you guys are interested in hearing what that melodic period is like. So I'm um, just tapping the Romeo Must Die, uh, Racers, Horoscopes, and basically any any nigga should be able to resonate with horoscopes. It's basically about accidentally falling for a shorty, shorty and catching feelings. Like it's it's just it's just so simple and down to earth. Um, Sauce Boy, Sauce Girl, Deja Vu. To be honest, as well, you know, you just can't go wrong with any of those songs if you're trying to tap into that aspect of Pierre. Respect. You heard it here first. Easy E giving you the hidden gems of this album and what to really expect from Pierre Born in the future. Couldn't say it better myself, brother. Hey, Eric. So I guess it, I guess it, the time is here. Would you want to do the honors of giving you a rate or you want us to, to go ahead before you? I'll let y'all go ahead first. <laughs> Zero out of ten. Jeez. Can you speak into the mic, please? <clears throat> Zero Negative one Jeez. out of ten. I'm just playing. <laughs> uh, I get this shit, but it's really hard to rate an album like this because I don't think I ever had to rate an album, you know, with this much under the surface and this much background behind it. So I feel like my rating's not going to be accurate enough. But if I was to say I give it eight out of ten, just for the simple fact that it is self-produced, all him, I give it, I give it an eight and a half out of ten. To be honest with you, like I'm leaning more in eight and a half out of ten. It's just something, like I said, like the only thing that's keeping that 1.5 away from it being a 10, I can't play it in any other setting unless I'm really focused on it. That's the only, that's the only downside I have about it. Like I really have to be in tune with this album if I really want to get everything I want to get out of it. And like I said, that could be a good thing and a bad thing, but I'm not saying that how it is. I'm just saying that's for me, Eric. So before you jump down my throat, I'm just telling you my personal opinion about it. Bro, you spoke your piece, bro. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you hold on to it. Sheesh. Nah, that's solid. Uh... Definitely. I, I think I would give it an 8 out of 10. I don't know if I would go as 8.5, but yeah, 8 out of 10, is, uh, that's why I feel like this project is at. To be honest, I can kind of see why you say the deluxe is like a whole different thing, because it, it's definitely uh, kind of like two projects in itself. But, uh, bro, the transitions, really, I told Eric this on the phone the other day, I was like, bro, he could have dropped this album with no lyrics, and it still would have been hard. You know what I'm saying? The transitions and the beats. But yeah, I give it an eight out of ten. The only reason I, I wouldn't give it uh no higher is kinda kinda alluded to what Q said a little bit, but I just feel like if I'm just chilling or vibing, I wouldn't play this first. But if I wanted to actually like tap in, I feel like I have to be in a certain mood to listen to Pierre. And that's not nothing in that wrong there. I have to get a certain mood to listen to a lot of artists, but I just feel like this will be something I would have to just go and listen to like myself. It's not nothing I'm just gonna play like casually so yeah eight out of ten respect respect eric what you think <laughs> eric you know you know what about my rate or something all right diana definitely so i'll give you a little background so um when we were doing the um the off-season recording uh todd you, you had to ask uh what's your favorite project within the last two years you know i didn't actually it didn't actually didn't come to my head um at that moment but no, ever since we tapped into this and I recommended it, bro, I realized that this, this project right here, this ten out of ten project, is my favorite project in the last. Wait, two wait, years. wait, 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 wait. What you say? This <laughs> ten out of ten project is probably my most played, like go-to, like low-key favorite project within the last two years. So overall, wow. I give it a rating of ten out of ten. Um, wow. The reason being here, I know for you guys, you say you can't listen to it casually, where I feel like it's completely the opposite for me. I feel like because I'm invested and I know the lyrics and, you know, I'm able to resonate it with so so deeply that 
it's just a 10 out of 10 project for me. I feel like you, the production alone is like a nine, like, <laughs> no, like no cap. And I, you know, the lyrics, like, I feel like the deluxe might have like washed it over a little bit. I could have taken maybe about six of those 14 songs off of there that he added or whatever, but you know, he's all Absolutely. about making sure the fans are happy. You know, <laughs> great guy, great guy. <laughs> but um, I'm just, I'm honestly just in love with this project, bro. I'm really excited for more Pierre work. I knew it was big. It was confirmed for me it was big whenever Genius held a live concert for him. You know, that's been like our trending thing with the pandemic and stuff going on, like live concerts. But that bill actually turned out. Like people was paying to pop up on screen. Like you could be able to talk to Pierre in private lessons during the live and whatnot. It was, but all that aside. Pay to pop up I'm on just, screen. Bro, that joint was, I was watching that joint live. Like, I guess fans were popping up on screen talking to Pierre. They was dancing and whatnot. Like, and they was everywhere too. I saw people on the subway too. I was like, "Days, Pierre done turned the city out. <laughs> but I think just overall, like it just resonates with me on a deeper way. Like when Pierre was talking in the Genius interview about the girls and the romance and stuff like that, like I've been there, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, like I've lived through some of that stuff myself. <laughs> like I've seen it happen with my own eyes. Like the reactions were all the same. So like all in all, bro, it's just, it's, it's just real humbling and down to earth. And I just feel like there hasn't really been a project like this within the last two years that I've resonated with and played consistently like this project. Man, you, know, you know saying this album is 10 out of 10 mean that all 31 or 16 of these songs are perfect. Like there's nothing you don't like about this album. You know you are- No, that's what it mean to you. That's what it mean to and you. And he just said he'll take six of them off. But how does no, it 10 out of 10 though if you can take some off? Bro, six. I, I still feel like it's a perfect album. Like just because it would, I like, I still think the songs are great, but I could have done without them. So like, it's not a ten out of ten. Then. No, it's not a ten out of ten to you. It's a ten out of ten to me. Like I'm not. Cha- I'm standing on that. I'm not changing it. So Eric, you really feel like this project is your uh, favorite one of the last two years? <laughs> Definitely. Sheesh, that's bro, bro, that's it. That says a lot. That's different than saying it's a ten out of ten, though. Hugh, I'm not changing. I'm not folding. Like it's ten out of ten. Sheesh. Hey man, you respect my opinion. I respect yours. Bro. I definitely respect that, bro. Nah, I'm just. I'm honestly glad y'all boys let me uh, introduce this into y'all lives, you know? Like, I'm always listening to different music. Like, I was able to get Q to listen to a whole lot of Red, and I know he really wasn't <laughs> really wasn't vibing with it, but he was able to kind of see where I was coming from. And, you know, that's ultimately, I feel like, what music's supposed to do. It's supposed to bridge the, cap, bridge the gap and bridge the understanding amongst others. And I feel like I was able to show you guys a little piece of meaning, and I hope, you know, the listeners are able to take something in and find something to resonate with. Hey, man, you heard it here first. Easy with the breakdown of the life of Pierre Four. If he says a 10 out of 10, you know, can't be no less than it. So, hey, go stream it all on platforms. If you haven't listened to it already yet, like me and Rashawn have not <laughs> before this podcast, before this broken record, uh, go ahead and <laughs> <laughs> go and put that on tap. Uh, Eric, what would you what would you recommend someone do, like, in preparation to listen to this album to, like, really get a full glimpse of Pierre Bourne? <sighs> bro, honestly, roll you up a fat one, bro. Curl it nice and smooth, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you ain't got nothing to do. Dishes washed, homework done. If you still in school, make sure the old lady all taken care of. And or, Devil. You know what I'm just, just, just vibe. Or, you know, if you're a woman, I encourage you to listen to this as well. But, you know, just make sure you're in a space where you can just actually just sit there and vibe. Like, it, it does two things. You're able to get a deeper meaning out of it, and you're able to vibe to it. You know what I'm saying? Drink like, some wine. It's, it's, like, whatever, whatever your vibe is, make sure you're there, and make sure you play this. Hey man, say man. Marquise Q signing out. Y'all take it easy. Hey man, it's your boy Ray Rashawn. Like my boy Eric said, tap in if y'all have it. Hey, listen to the uh off season uh episode, the pop smoke joint. 
and this one coming and let us know any other albums y'all want us to do. We not we not objectifying no albums no matter who it is. Y'all want to do a broken record on it? We got it. But other than that, y'all boys holding the road. It's your boy Easy E, Pierre Bourne, super fan. <laughs> but um, no, in the real though, you know. <laughs> At this point, I mean, <laughs> in realness, though, you know, if you guys want to hop on live one of these days and, you know, maybe we got a different take than us, you know, definitely reach out to us. You know, we don't mind reaching out to the neighborhood, you know, whether it be an album that you want to do. We just want to go public and talk about how we feel. You know, it's, we all connect the neighborhood. So let's make sure we stay together and check out each other's projects and whatnot. But it's your boy EZ signing off. You know, have a good one.